Welcome once again to the Global Gale podcast. My name is Philip O'Connor, and as you can hear, a little bit under the weather, lads. Been a bit working me fingers to the bone here at the World Cup in Doha, and I can just see if I crane me neck out the window here, I can see the seafront here in Doha, where I'm at the World Cup for the Reuters news agency doing me thing. I hope you're well. I hope you're enjoying the feast of football. We were only saying last night that this is maybe the greatest group stage in the history of this wonderful soccer tournament. There's been mad games and all sorts of things and I wanted to take it behind the scenes ladies and gentlemen because that's what the global gale is all about it's about finding the Irish community wherever they are in the world and needless to say there is an Irish community and a strong Irish community here right now if we wind up or rewind just a little bit I'll wind you up later on, don't worry about that. But uh, if we rewind just a little bit, I wasn't really sure about coming here, right? Because when you talk about places in the Middle East that aren't democracies, that don't have freedom of speech and everything else like that, it kind of becomes, you know, there's no, or not no, yeah, well, there is no rights for LGBTQ people and so forth. And I kind of thought, is this the right thing to do, you know? And you wrestle with these things in your heads, in your head, because you don't really want to promote something, because that's what sports washing is. It's, you know, people getting events like this and going, ah, oh, look at you, aren't we great lads after all? And just forget about the other stuff right but at the same time as a journalist and as citizens in general there's an onus on us to go and find out about places right and often you'll find that you know when you go to places like Russia where I've been like China where I've been I've been to you know close enough to the North Korean border and you'll find that what's put forward or the image that we're given or presented with is not always the truth of things right now I'm not here to tell you that things are better in Qatar than uh, than what you may have heard on the television they're not certainly not if you're a migrant worker and certainly not if you're gay right but there is another side to these places and that's the side that the Irish community here lives in. Um, they live with these laws. They live with the fact that you're not free to speak, that you're not free to move, that you're not free to do certain things and that, you know, you have to get a permit to go and buy a drink and it's extremely expensive in hotels and simple things like that. But I do think that it's worth considering those perspectives. And the man that's joining me today to talk about that is an Irish musician who goes by the stage name of Faraway Martin, but his actual name is Martin Farraher from County Mayo. Now, I was put in touch with him by Paddy McCann, a friend of mine who used to live over here and who now lives in Stockholm and is married to a lovely Swedish girl. And he said, talk to Martin because Martin's been there for a long time and he'll give you the real deal. Like, he'll give you the, the real gen on what's going on over there in Qatar. So there, a couple of days ago, I had a little gap in the schedule and um, I said to Martin, right, actually, I said to Martin, can you come over and do an interview with me and he said yeah and then I was sent off to a press conference and I couldn't get a hold of poor L Martin and he turned up at my hotel here but we managed to reschedule the date and Martin came back now he's been having a great time as you'll hear in the in the podcast interview now he's been having a great time over here doing the music playing to the fans here and loves it but he gave a great like great depth to what life is like over here for an Irish man and for different communities over here you know and when I think back in the conversation I listen back to it I just I don't want anybody getting the impression that we're making any excuses for things that happen here because neither of us are but I think Martin's great plea is to think a little bit more about what's going on behind the scenes and the fact that there's just there's parallel societies here lads and it's actually very difficult to say this is right this is wrong and one of the major conversations that we have is around how do we change these things how do we use our platforms how do we use our very being and our very existence and our heritage as Irish people to come to these places and see what kind of change can be affected and the fact that it's 
it's a long-term process. It's not enough just to stamp our feet and say, you have to change this because we said so. Because if you can imagine coming into Holy Catholic Ireland in the 1970s, people tried and they failed there as well. So look, at I don't even know what conclusions I've drawn from this conversation, but I'm going to give it to you anyway and have a listen to it. Um, as I said, it's a listener-supported podcast of 70 million Irish people around the world. If a few of them can support it on patreon.com forward slash arrowman in Stockholm, it means I can keep bringing these podcasts to you. And it's been a struggle this week, lads, find the time to do it. But I love you all so much that I had to do it. So here is the conversation with Faraway Martin, Martin Farrar, from the World Cup here in Doha in Qatar. Martin Farrar, here we are in in the heat of Doha. I'm just thinking I'm after coming from Stockholm as well as snow on the ground. But uh, this is not your, your first rodeo, so to speak. How long have you been here in Qatar? Uh, eight years. Came, moved here in 2015. It's my eighth year, I would say. Um, yeah, moved here in 2015 and still not used to the heat. <laughs> so, as you can see, I'm sweating. But you're walking around in your shorts and everything else. You look like you're getting on all right. Ah, yeah, that's sure. It's Grant. Grant, what, good what buzz here. What brought you over here? Because you're a musician, you're a songwriter, you're out the door with gigs now during the World Cup. Yeah, uh, so I did woodwork teaching in UL and I graduated in 2014 and then I was uh, doing a bit of subbing and doing a few odd jobs, played in a wedding band uh, back home and I went to Dubai to visit some friends and I loved it, loved the lifestyle and I started applying for jobs there and there was this one company I liked, Gems, and they were opening in a school here. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't heard of Qatar. Well, I've heard of it, but I didn't know much about it. I didn't know where it was or anything. So, um, yeah, I said, feck it, why not? I was 23 and jumped on the plane and I've been here since. It's an amazing story altogether now, because is, is the music what you do full-time or are you still teaching? Uh, I'm teaching, I'm, I, so I was teaching full-time up to 2019. Then I quit to pursue music and then COVID happened. So I came back here with my tail between my legs in 2020, September and got back into my old school and I'm there now but I've told them that I'm not coming back after June after the school year is up I'm going to give the music another go now that things are opening up Now, this may sound like a stupid question to a man who's lived in Qatar for the last No, ask away How does a fella make money when there's so few Irish bars or bars to play in? Um, I have, I'd say I have a bigger international following than than Irish following There's. There's a couple Irish bars, the main one being the Shamrock. I don't know if you frequented that yet, but... Uh, I'm too busy walking. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I play there I play there once a month. Um, there are two English lads. They have Clare, uh, uh, gra- ancestors from Clare, ancestors, gra- grandparents from Clare or something. So they are Irish. So there's another Irish bar called the Irish Harp. I played there Paddy's Day in 2016. I was the only Irish person there. Yeah. And uh, there's another one that's it's it wouldn't be very Irish. I think they're just taking the name just so they get the crowd, you know. Just hang the sign over the door. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, uh, like there's a huge Irish community here, and I've I've like a great following with the Irish community. My first gig here was through the GA club. Yeah. So that's how that's how I started here. Um, played the Christmas ball in 2015, and haven't looked back. Played many Christmas ball. There's Paddy's Day balls here. There's you know there's a very strong Irish community as there is in every corner of the globe. But um, well, so really, these balls are very big things, right? There's a lot of people trying to win these. Yeah, yeah, like the Paddy's Day one especially is, um, people come up from Bahrain and everything in the past, you know? Uh, it's, 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 it's like a dinner dance, yeah. you know? It's, it's like a wedding without anyone getting married, you know? You don't have- The best kinds of weddings. Yeah, really. exactly, yeah. <laughs> there's, 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 exactly, there's some speeches, but it's grand, it's grand. <laughs> But uh, no, it's a good mix and sure, look, Irish abroad, they always like to celebrate and, you know, be heard and get together and it's, 
it's great. You know, there's a huge, huge Irish community here uh, through the GAA, but there's also plenty that aren't involved in GAA that are in the Irish society as well. And then, you know, geez, I was in, I was one time went to the hospital here and the doctor treating me was from Belfast, yeah. you know, so it's, they're popping up everywhere, you know. Would you say, would you have any idea how many Irish people would be in town? Um, a couple of years ago, I think there was between three and 4,000. Yeah. Um, a fellow in the Irish society told me that. Now he's no longer, he's moved on. So I don't know, I, I don't know the numbers, but there's, I tell you, there's a lot and there's more and more. So uh, St. Mary's in Belfast, a teacher college, they're pretty much, you get your degree and you come straight over to Qatar. Is that right, John? Everyone is just, they, co they come, they work straight for, uh, they go straight into a job with Newton. Yeah. They're a chain of schools and every year there's, there's new 20 something year olds just coming out the whole time. And it, like when I started here first, the football team, there was only myself and another lad from Galway from the south and everyone else was from the north, like yeah. it's mad. But um, it's great, it's definitely branched out a bit and there's everyone to Dubai, you know, every, everyone's Abu Dhabi, Dubai, but Qatar has definitely grown, like, you know, it's, 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 and of course the World Cup has kind of put it on the map for various reasons. One of the things that when we were coming over here, there is this sort of clash between the Middle East and the West, right? So just before we got out here, they were saying, okay, we're not going to sell beer in the same way. Yeah. There's not going to be beer on sale in the stadiums and that kind of thing. How do you sort of, how does the Irish community behave? How does they reconcile with that? <sighs> I can be straight with you here now and I can tell you I've drank more in this country than I'd ever drink at home. And anyone that lives in Dubai, or, or they'll tell you the same thing. Basically, it's, it is expensive to drink here. It's always been, yeah. you know? Um, like if you go out for a pint, you might pay 12 euro for a pint. Yeah. So on Fridays, we do a thing called brunch. Yeah. 12 to four, it'll be in a four or five star hotel. All you can eat and drink for four hours for between, we'll say, 75 to 150 euro, depending on where you go. Yeah. And that's, that's how we... Uh, that's the sweet spot. The that's the sweet spot. They, like, you know, there's plenty of happy hours and there's, you know, there's a, a Thursday night dupper, it's called, drinks for supper. Yeah. So you do, like, if you were going, if you were going on a, a good session on Friday, you do brunch 12 to 4. Yeah. You pay your, whatever, say, 80 quid. Then... You can do liquid brunch from, it'll be four to eight, and you pay 50 euro for all you can drink for that. And then you might end up in a nightclub or one of the, the music venues or, you know, yeah. or you'd be carried home, you know. <laughs> what, like, we've heard this, you know, being drunk in public is not really acceptable here. So would you literally sort of be poured out into an Uber and just taken home and nobody would see you kind of thing? Uh, in all of my years here, I've only known one Irish lad to be arrested for drunk and disorderly. Yeah. Um, known a few arrested for other things but um, <laughs> um, yeah listen I can tell you here and now most of what you've heard is absolute bull it's it's this is the thing, you know? it, yeah it's the media has painted such a bad picture um, like I, I honestly I've drank more here than I ever have at home mm. you know no it's, it, it's different you don't go down to the pint for one or two you do you can do but it's it's rare. It's, it's yeah well the teacher like, the majority of Irish here are teachers or nurses or engineers, um, mainly teachers. And we're up, like school for us is half six, so depending on, my, my school starts at seven to 3.30. So it's a long day, you're up early. So you wouldn't be out midweek drinking really like, you know? Yeah. Um, so you enjoy the weekends, you make the most of it. Yeah. So that's, yeah. And then through, through the GAA in the past, like we can travel to over to Dubai for the tournaments, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, you name it, Oman, and like that's another great way to meet up. 
you know, to meet up and see lads from college and see people from home and, you know. Yeah. And then there was a blockade for a few years where we couldn't travel to Dubai. Yeah. So you had to go to Oman and then Dubai. So that was, uh, that was unfortunate. And then COVID came. So it's been, it's been a tough few years here, but it's, it's grand. Things are normal now. The World Cup's here and everybody's just happy that it's here, finally. Um, what are the other things about it? We'll get back to your music now in a second. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. Um, there's a, when we sort of started, because Jordan was coming here, that's yeah. if you look at it, there's all this thing, there's things to do with migrant workers and that kind of thing. Is that something, that, it is a stratified society, right? So the people who are citizens here, they're the cream of the crop, but everything goes well for them. Then we have people like ourselves who are coming in here, and we live a fairly decent life. And then mm -hmm. there are people on the sort of the lower levels below us, if you like, who yep. are security that not get paid very well. Is it something local people here are conscious of? Is it something you see? Is it something you learn to live with? Yeah, like it's, you come out here first and you're overwhelmed with like the culture and the size of the buildings and you know, the glitz and the glam. And then you, you kind of get used to this, seeing the way that, as you said, migrant workers, they are they're treated differently. So basically, as you said, it's a caste system. There is the citizens, the Qataris, there's only 330,000 of them. And they own f at least 51% of every business here. So they've it all sewn up. And then it'll be your Western, your white um, working class, we'll say, expats. And then it's, you know, it's... it's everybody else. Everybody else, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's I've been to Dubai, so I, I, it's the exact same in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and that. So I'd, I'd seen it. But um, yeah, like you know, I haven't ch challenged morally here. There's a few things that I've seen in the past that I absolutely do not agree with. Um, there's definitely been improvements, but me personally, I think there can be more improvements. Um, some people are like, "How can you live out there?" It's like, "Well, how can you live at home and look at homeless people on the streets?" You know. Yeah. Uh, as, we're, as we're speaking, there's a protest in Dublin about that. Actually. Exactly. Like, um, you know, the, the the sheer hypocrisy of the media and all the everyone jumping on the bandwagon the last month has drove me absolutely mental. Yeah. I've been, I've, <laughs> I've spent more time on Twitter in the last two weeks than I have in years, and yeah. it's frustrating. And like, I was out coughing with a few lads the other morning, and I was, I was saying I was going to do this. Yeah, yeah. And um, just saying, everyone's just, everyone here who's lived here is just so pissed off with the way the media has painted it, because mm. you can drink. The, the, what gets me is the hypocrisy of the British media, like they can't, you know, they can't really say anything. And then you have all these people that are giving out about Qatar, but yet you go, the profile picture is them in Dubai beside the Burj Khalifa. Yeah. You know, they, they go on their holidays there. It's the exact same as Dubai. It's yeah. no different. Um, the, like I, I am 100% for LGBT, like some of my best friends are gay. There's a huge underground gay scene here, yeah. especially the locals. There's quite a few locals I know that would be gay, but it's it's all underground. They're happy, they keep to themselves. People are kicking up a fuss about it. Um, like, I don't really go around, hold, like I'd hold hands with my girlfriend, I might give her a peck in the cheek, but I'm not shifting the face of her in public, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you just don't do that here. Like yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, so for me, I, like, I've gotten trouble in the past here in school um, with Qatari parents and stuff because I'm, I'm pro-LGBT and there's a Qatari, few Qatari parents kicked up fuss. So, you know, you just have to know where the line is. Um, um, it's, it's, you know, over a third, 
or over a quarter of the countries in the world, it's, it's illegal to be gay. Yeah. You know, when you go to America, you tip. Yeah. That's the customs there. When you, when you come here, you just, mm. you don't, you're, you know, you're not all over each other, mm. whether you're straight or gay. Yeah. It's, just, it's just the way it is. You mentioned there, Martin, that things have changed in the eight years that you've been here. You've, you've seen things change, right? Could you be, what exactly? Because the one thing that strikes me is that things have gone better here for migrant workers, right? Putting that in the focus has absolutely gone better. Now, you can ask yourself how much people are going to want to change if we're going in there, go, that has to be done, et cetera, et cetera, and I get that, right? But have you, what, what sort of societal shifts have you seen, especially since 2015 when this really became the issue? Um... Like things have improved for migrant workers. They've, there's some laws in now that they don't have in Dubai or in the UAE or Saudi. So the conditions here are better for them. However, not all of the employers are abiding by that. You know, some of the private companies are still treating them pre-law, you know, in the old ways. But things have become better. Um, it's, I think because the World Cup is coming, it has kind of forced the locals to open their arms a bit. And, like, Arabic hospitality, they're so welcoming. Yeah. They come into your house, they will give you, they're like a real Irish mammy. Yeah, yeah. They'll give you everything, you know? And they've done that more so now with everyone. Yeah. You know, it, it was before, it was more of a personal level, but now they're like, they're so welcoming. They're, that has improved. Um, just more things, there's more bars opening, things are a little bit l less strict here in ways. I mean, still, you respect the, the customs, traditions. There's, there's definitely more things to do because the World Cup is coming up, you know. I feel, what I always say is Dubai is Dublin, Doha's Galway. It's, it's smaller, it's easier to get around. You see people on a night out that you'd, you'd know and whatever. Um, but Doha, def it's definitely a few years behind Dubai. You know, they're, they're quite a few years ahead, you know. And they're, you know, they're normalised now with Israel and they're doing all these other things. But here, it's still a little bit, they're sticking to their guns, you know, in many ways. Um, the music, uh, like I said, well, there are so few Irish bars and so few places to play. And I mean, you're, you're not just somebody who gets up there and sings Whiskey in the Jar and Four Green Fields. Yeah, yeah. So you write your own songs. Now and again. Now and again. <laughs> Every now and again. Look, if it has to be done, we'll do it. Like, 100%. Um, uh, uh, am I right in saying that you did a song for one of the sponsors here? Of the World Cup? Yeah, so um, it was huge. I, so yeah, I, I think it was 2018. I started writing, well, I was always writing songs, but I released, I started releasing under the name Far I, my name is Martin Farher, but I didn't want all my students finding me online, so I came up myself and Kevin, a friend of mine, came up with Far Away Martin. So um, started releasing songs, got uh, the expat community here really taking me in as like their own, you know what I mean? Not just the Irish, but you know, we play a lot of brunches here. So we'd be the band that would play at the different brunches, and we're, we're, we're an upbeat party band, you know what I mean? Uh, there's a lad from Edda Kenny on keys, a lad from Mullingar on trumpet, a lad from Boston on drums, a lad from Bolton on guitar, and a lad from Cuba on bass. So we've, uh, we're quite eclectic. Um, yeah, I uh, started releasing songs. I've been on the top 40 here on radio three times. I got to in the top five twice. I was, the song that's out at the moment was picked up by Hyundai for their ad. Um, I Got Fire is the name of the song, give it a listen. Um, and it was picked up by Hyundai for the ad, and it was played on ads here, it's on the YouTube ads here, it was played in the fan zone. Um, literally, like I'm getting messages every day, it's played on the radio every day, like people are always sending me videos. So yeah, I'm, I'm really big here. I got to play main stage at Formula One, got to headline that, uh, the MotoGP. You know, we're, we're, we're known as the band that does all that stuff. So 
it, it's great. It, like during COVID, what really made us blow up is we couldn't we couldn't do gigs anywhere. So thinking outside the box, we started doing gigs on paddle boards. Yeah. Three of us sitting on a paddle board, two guitars and a trumpet, and 15 people came, 30 people came. All of a sudden, there was 150, 200 people on paddle boards in the water. Cops ended up coming after me and everything because we didn't have a permit. But that, you know, TikTok, that blew up. We've done them in, in a cave out in the desert. We've done gigs in the desert. We're doing all this sort of stuff. So that kind of, that helped me, you know, the goes get out there, yeah. And like, the great thing about here is there's so many nationalities, you know, yeah. there's, there's so, any one time, like, it's, it's meant like last, the other day I played to over 10,000 people. Biggest gig I've ever played here in the fan zone. But previous to that, we're playing the backyard. There's 1,500, 2,000 people there every week. Mm. We, played, we played there four times in October, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, 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 you know, I never thought, I never thought this would be the route I'm taking, but here we go. And is it possible, man, because you mentioned there that like, you know, you, COVID made you go back to teaching this yeah. because there wasn't a work around. Now that the work is around again, is it possible to live a good life? Because I played music back in Dublin, we made bugger all money, you get a few points, you'd be happy for it, and yeah. you write your songs and hoping to get a break. Yeah, like what yeah, you yeah. But is it possible to live as a professional musician here in Doha, do you think? Um, yeah, see, my profile here now is big enough yeah. um, that for me it would be if you're coming out start right, right there's two ways you can do it I'm going to do it freelance Yeah. so I I've played in various hotels the various pubs so I have the contacts and I can ask them for the gigs or they'll ask me yeah. I'll be coming out I'm here for two months I play here every Wednesday I'll do a couple of Thursdays there I play the Shamrock and the Fr you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, but the other way to do it is you come out you're on a you play residen residency in a pub yeah. so you might play five nights a week in the same place mm. but they'll give you a hotel they'll feed you they'll pay you you know so that's that's another way mm. you know it's kind of like the cruise ships people that play music on the cruise ships yeah. similar contract you might do it for three months um but it is possible now i my goal is my girlfriend shauna she's going to be staying on teaching here mm -hmm. so i I'm leaving here in june do the summer festivals at home um, getting over to the States for a while. Then when it cools down a bit and the outdoor gigs come back, I'll come out here in October. Mm. Stay up to the start of December. Come back out January, February, because I haven't had a winter in Ireland since 2014, <laughs> 2015. So um, yeah, I'll come out and do two months here. Like, pop over to Dubai. Um, there's plenty of bars over there, Irish bars and other bars that are in touch. Mm. So it is, it is possible, you know, there's a, there's a couple other lads that are contemplating doing the same thing here, an Irish lad in particular as well. So it's yeah, it's, it is possible. It's not easy, like you know, and you know, you know, you do your gigs in Dublin where they're going through the motions, and you're like, oh Jesus Christ, you know, there there are gigs like that. Oh, you know, yeah. every every artist will tell you, you know, but it's you know, you get through them once. You know, two weeks ago I played to seven people in a bar I played to 10,000 people last Sunday so yeah. you know it, that's the way it goes it's the swings and roundabouts yeah. really isn't you, it? you take the good to the bad I remember playing in, uh, in Sweden when I moved over there that was what I, what I used to do at the beginning like you know and jeez it was soul destroying because yeah. it, it literally was people who are drunk because Scandinavians tend to get they only they drink very rarely but when they do they drink they everything go, they yeah, 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 yeah. and they go mad altogether but it's, it's good to hear that there's a good living to be made from it yeah what's, what's so handy about it Phil is that I rock up the guitar and everywhere there's a sound engineer and there's a PA, so it's plug in and play it. There's none of this dragging the gear out through the smoke and air at three o'clock in the morning through drunken Egypt, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just handy. It's all five-star hotels, four-star hotels. You get free food and drink. 
Yeah. So it's, you know, There's it's, a lot to it's for oh, this yeah, it is like you do. You know, there are times you go through the motions. There are times you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, they, they want me to see like at home. It's wagon wheel here. It's I don't know. Begging is probably the song. It kind of yeah. it blew up for me here and everyone's always asked me to play it. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you got to do it. It's like, there's, you know, there's days going into work as a teacher. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I have to go in here. But yeah. it's, it's like anything. You but know? but in, in one way, like, you know, I always end with journalism, but beats working for a living. Because, you know, watching football and writing about football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. his worst moments is better than being in a building side yeah. for me. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, like, if there was work in the bed, I'd sleep on the floor. So, it's, you know, <laughs> give me a guitar and I'll, I'll keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you ever, do you have to dig deep some nights, Martin? When you get in there, you just go, I remember the first night in Sweden, but I was like, oh, Jesus. Like there, yeah, like I'm working full time and I'm gigging three or four times a week. Yeah. So for me, it's mine and the voice. Because yeah. I'm teaching music. I have 24 students and I'm they're, and they're sh- very quietly in the classroom. Shouting right? over the recorder or the drums or the ukuleles or whatever. Um, for me, the, the only anxiety I have is my voice. Yeah. Like playing there, I played a gig. The night I was supposed to meet you, I played a gig and uh, I went to do a false setup part and the voice, it was just gone, I couldn't do it, yeah. you know? And that, for me, that's the, that's the panic, yeah. I, like, I don't, there's, what's tough is, you work all day, get home at three o'clock, you get home, whatever, I might try and have a nap, can't nap. So then you're tired and you're, you know, you're- Tired and wired, yeah. Tired and wired, and then you're going to the gig, but like once I'm in it, it's fine. It's yeah. the kind of going to it. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, there was a, I don't know, one of those self-help books I read once upon a time, it was like this ballet dancer and like, how do you do it every day? She's like, the one thing I do every day is I put my shoes on, I get a taxi. Mm. Once I have that done, the rest is simple. So for me, it's just getting in the car, packing up the guitar and just, you know, get there and away you go. I remember speaking to journalist from Rathmore's once, I wouldn't have asked me, you know, said, what would you do if you ever got up and you had no idea for a story to write? I said, well, that would be the last day I'd ever had any worries because I'd be dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And once you get up and you get out there and you go to the stadium or you go to whatever you do, it's always, there's always something there. Uh, yeah, well, for me, the lads in the band hate me because I play solo and then I, for the bigger gigs, we gig with them. Try yeah. to gig with them as much as possible because it's, it's better crack. Mm. But there's a, like, there's a few nice handy solo gigs in restaurants and pubs here that are just, they're lovely, like, you know? Yeah. And I've got a few regulars, a few, few from Dublin that come to see me every Wednesday. Like, you know, it's, it's for the last year. But, like, I don't do a set list and it drives the lads mental. Because I, <laughs> I feed off... already. Yeah, I feed off the crowd. You know what I mean? It, it might be the same songs, you know, mixed around a bit. Or, yeah, yeah. Like, tonight now we're, we're throwing in... We're playing a Wales fan zone thing, yeah. so we're throwing in a bit of Tom Jones' Sex Bomb and a bit of yeah, Stereophonics, Man of Street Creatures and a few, few like that. Duffy, but... Well, you know, we give them a rough idea, and yeah. it's just it's just feed off the crowd, you know. What's there's a few gigs here that I've done, especially kind of when COVID was just easing here. I played in like restaurants that don't serve alcohol. Mm. Completely different set list. It's completely not different. Difficult, yeah. <sighs> no, because there's no other way. Society is now it's all glitz and glam. It's like oh, mm. shiny something shiny. Yeah. So there was no music for a year. Then I was the only person in the country gigging. I got a permit to gig at this place. I was the only one gigging. And I was just doing all the songs that were on TikTok all over COVID that made it big, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And everyone's just out with the phones. Kids, teenagers, you know, out here, all the, the, the Qatari women, the Abayas, you know, the, the people out here are mad for Snapchat and Instagram and all that. Yeah. They're crazy for it all the time. So it's all, you know, what's new and shiny. So yeah, it's, 
it's different you know you wouldn't be doing seven drunken nights you know you'd yeah. be doing you'd be doing your dance monkey and your you know whatever is current at the time yeah it's 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 mad man we played that fan zone the other day and we played all like picked football you know sweet caroline you yeah. know so last song big football anthem you know they played it last night in the england usa game everyone was singing it Sixty thousand people we played it and i'd say about 40 or 50 percent of the audience were from india yeah and they didn't know it so no sweet idea. caroline we we pulled out for the da, 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 and there's only out of the 10,000, there's only probably 2,000, 3,000 people. Think, you know, they, they didn't know it. So there's that too, you know, that it's, it's, it's different. Just complete silence there when you get yeah. there this week. Yeah, it's like, Jesus, and I'll have to fill, fill the gap myself. But no, it's, you know, it's, it's, every gig is different. And, you know, it's, um, it's grand. I have enough of songs in the catalogue and make them up. And then wherever I play, I always squeeze in and as many originals as possible. And let them know, like, you know. How, how does that go down? Like, I mean, do you find that people react to them? Yeah, um, I have one song called Intoxicated and it's all about, it's like... Sure, that goes down well over here, don't <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny, we were on stage, we came out the other night and there was someone in the front row that was shouting, play Intoxicated. I was like, Jesus, man, oh, read, the, the read the crowd. But um, no, they, like, the fact that they're on the radio here all the time, they, they do go down well, you know. Um, you know, I don't always pick... It, I pick and choose, yeah. you know, I've, I've so many songs, I've like more Damien Rice ones that are nice, chilled, relaxed ones, then I have ones that are like banging, upbeat. Yeah. So it, it depends on the gig really, but I always try and squeeze them in. And generally there's a good reaction. Yeah. Generally. Yeah. When people, when, not if, when people go into Far Away Martin on mm. Spotify now, yeah. what can they expect to hear? What are like the, the favourites, Intoxicated as well? What kind uh, of tune is uh, Well, for the, for the Irish fans, they'd be telling them, have a listen to Intoxicated. Um, there, oh, I think I've, seven songs released and uh, the last my last three would be kind of where my sound is now intoxicated it was 2018 and it was, it's very different to what yeah, yeah. what I'm producing and writing now but um yeah it's more upbeat uh like I've a I've a great band at home and I'm very lucky I have a band here as well so like we played sea sessions in Ireland uh, in the summer and it was my Irish band that played uh so we're writing kind of more upbeat rockier songs to facilitate that but then there's there there's more of the acoustic lovey dovey stuff as well yeah yeah but yeah you just go on and, and you should go through the seven of them yourselves and take your pick oh jesus <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be nicking them i hope there's no sort of copyrighting built into them because don't worry I'll, this episode. I'll leave you off you're all good what would represent like do you you mentioned tiktok a few times there so obviously you're very conscious of the social media thing your instagram page is on fire most of the time there's great pictures of you doing these magnificent gigs here Cheers, yeah um, it's, how easy is it to write a song that just takes off on TikTok? Because that seems to be... It's, you're shaking your head like that's uh, the holy grail here. No, it's, it's... Look, it's... I hate it. <laughs> I hate... I was great at social media a few years ago, and now I'm... A TikTok ruined everything. Done. No, it's not just TikTok. Like, and I'm done. I'm... I'm <laughs> but I can't. Like, it's... it's Like, a musician, uh, an original artist, you know? Like, yeah. I've... Like, it's, it's a... It's, it's an entrepreneur, you know, it's a business, you know, um, like I hired, like I pay the lads in the band, um, the website, I've merch, I've all the sort of stuff. So you're just coming up with ideas to try and promote. It's like just opening a business, yeah. like whether it be selling T-shirts or, you know, like a shop or, you know, you're just trying to. But it's different because people don't appreciate art. People don't appreciate the music and what goes into it, you know, um, not, not all people, but, you know, the majority. But yeah, it's no, look, TikTok. 
my, I have videos that have like a couple of hundred thousand views, um, like playing on the paddle boards and stuff. But like, my, the one that has the most views is a cannon going off here for Ramadan. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like half a million views or something. So I, I'm done with TikTok. I'll never wrap my head around it. It just takes the one video for it to take off, for the song to take off, go viral. But it's so hard. But then the other thing is, it's like, okay, how do you make money out of it? I was with a young woman uh, working with her this summer at the Women's Euros, right? Yeah. And this is a girl that I, like, I knew who she was. She was a former footballer. I didn't know she was huge on TikTok. And then we're walking down the street in Southampton and there's all these young fellas stopping her to take a picture. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was asking her, so like, how do you make money? And she said, well, I get companies getting in touch with me because they want me to promote products, etc. Yeah. Et that's how she does it. But for somebody like yourself now, how would that whole young idea for I Got Fire uh, when they use that song, how would that have come about? And is that worth your while? Do they come with a big bag of cash and go, here you go, fire away? It's 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 better than anything I've got so far. Uh, yeah, it was it was a nice deal. Basically, the videographer was supposed to do a shoot for me for uh, another song, and it fell through. And I gave him an awful going over. I gave him a bollock inside it. Yeah. And uh, he's like, "Listen, I'll make it up to you. I have something in the pipeline, and I think your song I Got Fire is perfect for it. But I have to run them by." He didn't tell me what it was. Yeah. So he went to Hyundai well, yeah. and he pitched it, and they loved the song. Yeah. And then, yeah, for that, it was a straight up, um, straight up cash deal. It wasn't a, like royalty one or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's so far, that's the most lucrative deal I've got. You know, you, there's some companies reach out or, you know, people often, oh, can I use your, like, I'm sure, like, I'm not starting, but I'm, I am starting. Like, I'm big here, but at home, I'm still yeah. unknown. Like here, like, I get stopped, like, on the metro, on the way here, I got stopped for a selfie, like, Fantastic. mad. Yeah. Leaving the, the stadium last night, we're you know trying to scoot out and got stopped. Like it's it's weird, but uh, at ho like it's great. I go home and no one knows. <laughs> it's 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 mighty. So um, yeah, it's like you know, I, it, the music system has changed. I wish it was twenty years ago and it was the old way because now it's just there's so much out there. There's so much noise. Yeah, it's yeah. so hard, and it's not about good music. Like in my opinion, what's on the radio now, a lot of it is total crap. Mm. There's some some good bits, but you know the top forty or whatever is I think is it's do you, do you terrible. Know what? And there's a few years between you and me, right? But I think it's always been like that because what's popular is not necessarily what we would consider good songwriting, good song. You know, the, the handcraft that is writing a song. Yeah. I think that's always been like because when I was back in the time in Dublin where everybody was looking for the next U2, yeah. Boy Jesus, I wasn't the next one. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. And we used to say the same thing. It was like you know, could you come and appreciate? the art that we're trying to make here, the things we're trying to do. Yeah. But I do think that there's, because now everybody can do it, back then we would have to gig and gig and gig and save yeah. money, but now you can just get, open up your laptop and start making See, it's too easy, bro. like yeah. any gobs I can do it. Like there's 100,000 songs uploaded to Spotify every day. Christ. Like, like yeah. you know, and you get, you get what, to get, for a million plays, you get 2,000 euro. Yeah. There's no money in it. Like I have, I have lost, definitely lost more. So like, that's why gigging out here is good for me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the, the Hyundai thing, great. These big gigs are great because it raises the profile, it helps the social media, and then it builds the CV so I can ask for bigger gigs and then I can, you know, try and add a zero onto my fee. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's, but like, you know, anyone can record anything, have it up on Spotify in an hour, and it's just so hard to rise above. And COVID, I don't know what happened in Ireland, but everyone seems to start writing songs. The music industry in Ireland now is unbelievable. There's so much good music, mm. but it's, it's, you know, 
it's only the the names that you all know that you, you know the Dermot Kennedys, the Hosiers, and the, the so on. It's yeah. it's that what you hear all the time. They're brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking them. I'm knocking some of the other stuff. I don't like in the top forty or whatever. But there's the, the talent. Irish music is at such a strong point now, and it's branched out in so many areas. But because there's so much of it, it's just so hard yeah. to to be well, heard. So the, the other thing, the other problem I've always had with music in Ireland is so why we listen to so much English and American music because, you know, there's, like I say, there's so much great music out there yeah. that, you know, why, why isn't that sort of taking up 40, 50, 60% and voluntarily because you can easily find stuff like, I mean, the, the Eurovision gets a lot of piss taken out of it but it's huge in Sweden. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And you actually get proper songwriters yeah, owning yeah. their craft there kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Where do you see your future far away, Martin? Jeez, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like my dream would be to be able to travel the world, play music, playing original music, just you know, touring yeah. away. And you know, I'd love to. I'd love to do a good run in America. Go from east to west, mm. in a camper van, gigging along the way. You know what I mean? Um, love to back home. Like I've played Electric Picnic and a few sea sessions and a few festivals like that. I think the goal would be Olympia. I'd love to do a game that supports that in Olympia. It'd be class. I introduced Aslan at midnight at the Olympia about a years ago. Did you? I worked with them for a little while and they're just mad band. But the uh, buzz in that room. Oh, unbelievable. Well, any Aslan gig. I supported them um, a few years ago in Ballinrobe in Mayo, where I'm from. Yeah. And it was it was one of the years uh, Dublin were playing Mayo in the All-Ireland and Christie came out with a Mayo jersey on. Oh, uh, It was great crack. <laughs> I love you, lads. It was great crack. They are the best. Though. Yeah. But I don't know. I like... Uh, you know, there's no point making big plans because you're setting yourself up for, for disappointment. But I, I go with the flow, I'll, I'll give it everything, I'll enjoy it along the way, and sure, whatever happens, happens. And like, like if I'm playing music, especially original music, if I'm playing music, I'm happy. Do you know, even when I'm teaching the kids, I'm, I'm happy, you know? Yeah. If I'm going to quit teaching and, and give it a go, like I'm pushing on a bit now. Um, How old are you? 31. I am not that old. So I know. I'm a handsome young fellow. <laughs> Jesus, I don't know about that now. But um, yeah, like it'll be, it, you know, the missus want me settling down and all that soon enough. So I'm going to give it a, give it washkies, we'd say, for a year or two, and we'll we'll see where it takes me. Then we'll probably be moving home in a, in a year or two and uh, settling down in Ballinrobe. And like, I'd be happy enough to go back to the classroom again. You know, I don't hate teaching. Yeah. You know, like I really enjoy it. It's very fulfilling. Um, but so is playing to, you know. Uh, when you're standing up in front of 10,000 yeah, people at the world. Yeah, uh, it's different. It's it's different level, different buzz. But, you know, I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm, I, like, I have goals, I have dreams, as everyone does. But, you know, we'll take it as it comes. Would you see a sort of a decade as being, like, that's it for the Middle East in a couple of years' time, kind of thing for yourself and Shauna? Uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah, we... We plan to move home in the next couple of years. You know, I've been away for eight years. You know, I've yeah. nieces and nephews at home. Uh, like, I, you know, I miss them so much in the family. And that, like, I get home a lot. I'm very fortunate. Home, apart from one Christmas, COVID, but I'm home the summer, home at Christmas, and I always get home for a gig. You know, here and there, here and there October or May or something. You know, um, depending on what's on. So yeah, is it, is it easy to get to Ireland from here? Though? Yeah, direct flight. It's not cheap, like, uh, direct flight um, to Dublin. They brought that in a few years back. And it's, depending on when you book it and the time of year it can be from, we'll say, 900 euro to 1,200 euro. Yeah. If you go to Turkish Airlines, you take a pit stop in Istanbul, it's about six or 700 euro, depending, again, depending on time of year. Yeah. But it's, it is handy enough. Now, I'm from Mayo, so it's, it's a long, old day traveling. Flight to Dublin, 
uh, get the bus down to go away and then someone collect me and go away and then, then yeah, wait. Like my parents live 20 minutes from Dublin Airport. Yeah, I see, I have no respect off. for people. Like, you, you're not real travellers, like, come on. <laughs> exactly. You know, literally, you get off the plane, I can see me back. Exactly, yeah, you can see the clothes on the line when you're landing, like. Actually, one of the things I meant to ask you about is, you live in an area called the Pearl. Right? Yeah. Can you explain what that area is about? Because it's a fascinating looking spot. You know the Palm in Dubai? Yes. It's the same thing. It's a man-made island. The, per the Qatar is famous for pearl diving. They call it the Pearl. It's very Western, very expat-y. There's a lot of Arabs there too, but it's, it's, you know, this area here would be more traditional, more old-fashioned. You know, there it's, it's a lot more high-tech sort of. It's a lot more Western friendly, yeah. I'd say, you know. Um, they'd be like here in this area where we are now, it's close to the souk. It's very traditional. You wouldn't really see girls out and out jogging in their yoga gear and all that here. Yeah. You'd see that in, in the Pearl, no bother. Okay. Yeah. You know? So um, it's mostly, you'd see lads sitting outside the cafes here tonight. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's, it's great. I only moved there this year. I used to live in West Bay. Yeah. And that was handy. That was handy. I used to get the metro to work every day. I was so cosmopolitan. Like for me, oh man, like me, oh, <laughs> reading my Kindle on the metro was a dream. Like, but you can't get it from the pearls, so I have to drive to school now, so it's, yeah, bad road rage. <laughs> oh. Again, the driving here. Yeah, it's, it's even, nuts. Even for Mayo standards, it's absolutely mad. Oh, it's, it's, it's mental. It's, it's one thing, a friend of mine, uh, Dara Welch, passed away a year or two. He got ran over out here a year or two before I came. So, uh, yeah, it, I was a bit apprehensive coming out, you know, but like, they're just, like, you know, road traffic accidents happen everywhere. They're just as mad in Dubai. Um, but yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely less patience on the road when I go home. And, I, but where you're living there, though, because it looks extremely posh, are the rents, if you were to compare rents to back in Ireland, would you say it's reasonable where you're living there? I don't pay rent. Mind yourself, is that so your employer looks it's, after? Yeah. So basically, this is, what's, this, this is why so many young Irish teachers are coming out here, and nurses, and engineers. So it's the pay pack, and jeez, just this week I was listening to that clown Varadkar I used to like him and I've gone off him um, saying the grass isn't always greener and that you know rinse at home or easy. like teachers here they get a decent pay packet it wouldn't be an awful lot more than home yeah. but you're not paying tax mm. so whatever you get is going into your pocket mm. you get a return flight you get health insurance mm. might be the best but it's there there's you get it here anyway but you get private health insurance here mm. and you get um, put up in accommodation or you get a stipend yeah so like I'm just taking like I'm I'm paying for it like I'm not really I'm taking the stipend and I'm paying for my you know it's, it's not I don't see it as my money I see the school the yeah. schooler's paying for it so yeah. like you know so, so there the isn't much the there isn't is much grass the, the, the sand is, is sandier so it is here um like like my heart is at home it's always been at home like I'm like <laughs> I listen to radio one in the morning you know yeah, or I yeah. listen to I'm listening to Irish podcasts all the time. Um, stay in touch with, you know, everyone home as much as possible. It's, you know, but it's right, at home now is grim. Like, it's tough. Like, people are really feeling the pinch, like, you know. And, like, not to sound at all, we're, like, we're not really feeling the pinch here. Rents have gone up because of the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. Dramatically. But, like, they, didn't, they only got a third of what they were expecting, you know. Yeah. Um, it's been a disaster. Like, there hasn't... The, the matches there's still a good puzzle here the matches are great and all that but like accommodation wise and that it's it's you know the rents went up massive here this year yeah 
Um, but some people were in, or I was already in a contract, so it was fine. Yeah. It didn't affect me, but uh, they're saying it's going to drop in January. So I, that's I actually heard already this morning that some of them have dropped from, they were looking for $1,500 a night and they're down to 250 at the moment. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm like, do you know what? Like I, did, did I say this already that it's, like say you have a, a sibling or a cousin yeah. and you, piss you off or whatever right yeah. and you can say what you want about them but when someone else says something you get defensive yeah. and that's how us Irish feel here with the way Qatar has been blasted in the media but for some things like I'm all about highlighting human rights yeah. but some things I think were just like uncalled for um, but part of me like I wanted this to be a success and by all means it has been a success like going to a game I went, I've driven to a, I've been to four games I've driven to two taken the metro to two um, apart from the first night where there was just crowd control issues going to the gig there was yeah. like supposed to be 20,000 people and another 30,000 people outside they couldn't yeah. get in um, apart from that there's been no hiccups here there's been no hooliganism there's been no hassle at all but I want it to be a success but part of me is like I'm delighted that they were asking for as you said $1,500 a night for, for a room and there's no one here it's good enough for them yeah. What, are, what are they doing? Like, I met. I was in the metro going to coming coming back from meeting you the other day, and it was a carriage full of Costa Ricans. And I was like, "Are you going to beat Spain?" And we we're having the crack. And they're like, "Where are you from? Ireland?" They're like, "Oh, you're not in the World Cup." I was like, "No, I live here." And they were full of questions. I was like, "Where are you staying? Dubai." Yeah. So I think there's seven hundred thousand Haya card holders, and about two or three hundred thousand are coming from Dubai every day. Yeah. Like. That's what they get so for putting the prices. Flights a day yeah. Oh, it's mental planes non-stop. Yeah, I can see because there's one flying over your head just Yeah, um, like part of me, for the, th those greedy real estate and, you know, the Airbnb people and all that, like, good enough for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, you know, in saying that, it's still, it's, the, it has been a success. Well, so far it's been a success anyway. Yeah. And, and the people that, like, especially the, the English fans last night, and the, the American fans, but the English fans that travelled over, they're having a ball. Yeah. Like, all right, there's no drink in the stadium. You get over it, like, there's enough drink everywhere else yeah, all yeah. day. You'll find it if you oh, want to, like, yeah. above you, you don't have to go far. Um, but they're enjoying it, and when you ask them, like, well, what, in comparison to what the media is saying, they're like chalk and cheese. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, I don't know, what, what, what has your experience been? I debated whether I was going to come here at all. Right? Yeah. You, you, you always know, and this is the same thing when I've been to Russia, when I've been to Brazil, when I've been to any country in the world, what you think you know about it beforehand disappears when you get there, right? Mm. And people say, oh, why are you going there? And the human rights issue and everything else like that. I said, that's exactly why I'm going there, to yeah. find out what it's really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's very easy to sit on the outside and point to things and say, that's wrong. I know that's wrong. Yeah. If it wasn't wrong, like... I don't agree with war. I still go and cover it, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You have to go there to try and find it. And there will still be problems after you and I leave. Oh, 100%. Right? Like it's the, the idea is but, to try to understand these But yeah, you have to, you have to remember, like, the grandparents of the students I teach, a lot of them, oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying they all did, but a lot of them lived in tents. Like, this is how, yeah. there was only one, like West Bay, you look at it now, and it's a, a futuristic-looking skyline city. Yeah. Like, in 1977, there was one building there. Yeah. One building, like it's it's brand new. So yeah. like, you know, and this this number, the six and a half thousand that everyone, the six and a half, six and a half thousand people died building the stadiums. That's not true. Mm. Six and a half, like this is this six and a half. That that figure is six and a half thousand migrant workers died in ten years yeah. here in Qatar. 
whether it be man, woman, or child, whether it be building. But they were just all r- sort of put in together. They were all, yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah. like a census, you know yeah. what I mean? Now, the official FIFA number is three died building the stadiums. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. One, one thing that I'd like to highlight and I'd like to see improvement is the death certificates here. They're very bland. Yeah, just st- stamp. There's, there's a stamp. Yeah. I think the Qatari government should fix that. And like a real uh, cause of death, you know, mm. like they're saying, like you know, maybe um, some migrant workers died heart attack, but that was probably because of the heat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I would like that to be addressed. Yeah. Um, proper post mortem. Proper, proper post mortem, and and exactly and a little bit of something for the families back home, you know. Um, but like, here's like, as again, the hypocrisy, uh, like. Uh, I think because I'm here, I think it has kind of stung me. As in, I don't think I'm like my music is getting played as much, or I'm not getting the. Just my press, my press release is like, um, Farway Martin land song and FIFA ad. Yeah. You know, like people are like not watching FIFA, not you know, but people people are more anti Qatar than they are anti FIFA. I think the the corrupt ones here are are FIFA. You know, like they went to the highest bidder. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the documentary? Uh, look, at, if I watch it, I just cry. I, this is, I know exactly why I'm here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the problem I had in terms of saying to players, I should boycott it. But oh, hang on a second, they didn't decide to have it here. They weren't the ones who yeah. were taken back campus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the thing, and it's, you're exactly right in what you're saying. And one of the pieces I'm sitting right at the moment in the out by the time this conversation comes out is like the control doesn't lie with you writing your songs, with me writing my stories, with the players on the field, yeah. even with this one with the guys who decided the people who voted to have it here yeah. they're the ones who are responsible for all of us being yeah. here yeah. and if we want to change anything they're the people that either need to change or need to be changed yeah you know? yeah 100% like yeah I, I like <laughs> I'm getting I'm riled up here up there a little bit yeah there. like um, it's just like f- for me the 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 way the LGP, LGBT community has just like they're so anti Qatar. Yeah. Like Russia. Like people, there's a huge gay scene here. Huge yeah. gay scene. If people came and gave it a chance, like there's like there's underground gay bars. Like there's you know, yeah. there's there's a huge like obviously you wouldn't be openly what's what's really interesting and what's confusing a lot of people here is Arabs walk around holding hands. Man, have you seen it? They, I have seen they're it. Yeah, holding yeah. hands. It's yeah. just—it's a sign of affection. For, you know, it's friendship. And then they do the Eskimo kiss, the nose yeah. kiss. That's that's their culture. So they're really confusing some of the people that are coming here. But like, you can't be anti-guitar and be like, "Oh, Dubai is fine." Mm. You know what I mean? It's 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 like it's it's yeah. It's it's just but annoying. The other thing, Martin, is that I found that if we look. I was at a Danish press conference the other day, right, where they had the CEO of the Football Association and the President and the Director of Football there, and right in the middle of when they're talking about this one love armband, the call to prayer happened. Yeah. I went, that sums up the whole thing, right? Yeah. Because we see these things, and I see these things, and maybe you see these things as well in a certain way, and we have to admit at least that they see things in a diametrically opposed way, and if we're somehow to meet in the middle, I don't see how we're going to do that by just shouting at one another. Yeah, you know, by yeah. them saying absolutely not, and by us saying, well, you have to change, you know? And that really is why I'm here, is to find out, is, like, you know, is there any way that these two things can meet in the middle at some point? Yeah, I don't know, like... Does that upset you? Um, 
It doesn't, like, I don't know. It's, it's, like, I, I'm, as I said, like, I, I've been in pride parades. Like, one of my best friends at home is gay. Two of my, two very good friends out here are, are gay. Um, I, I've, you know, in one of my videos, this is what I got in trouble. In my song, I want to go, there's a part of it where I, I'm with the pride flag. I'm in a Galway shop street. Mm. There's a big, long, I don't know. 20 meter flag and we're all waving it yeah. and I, I was shown kids are mad to see the song you know little kids they yeah, love yeah. the song some of them are from different countries and they're like oh that's my country that's Taj Mahal I'm from India that's whatever and but it was just one time I got in trouble for showing that and it's like right I'm not I, my defense was like I'm not I'm just telling you this is how other parts of the world work yeah. I'm not putting that agenda on them you know what I mean yeah. I'm, I'm I disagree I disagree with, with, I think everyone should learn about every culture here. Yeah. And just because, like they banned, they, one thing that really pissed me off is they banned, um, they banned, uh, you know those things, the poppet things the kids use? Yes, yeah. They're huge here. There was rainbow colored ones here. Yeah. Rainbow, not pride flag. Yeah. And they banned them in all shops. Like, you know, there's jokes around here, oh, let's hope it doesn't rain because there'll be a rainbow and they'll cancel the World Cup. Like pull it down, you know? like, yeah. yeah. Um, like, they need to ease off a little bit. And, but I also feel everyone shouting at Qatar. It's not just Qatar. Again, it's a religion thing. Like, it was, it was illegal in Ireland in 1993. You know what I mean? And it's, this, Qatar, this country is still very, very young. It's very, very young. And, like, you know, I think when, when, when London was getting built, you know, and there was awful human rights there, you know, when all these cities are getting built. So, I, I do hope there's improvements. I would love them to open up their arms and you know welcome every. They welcome everyone here. Yeah. They do. They do, and they're very accommodating. But they're just very anti-gay, and it's a religion thing. Like you know, there was a bishop at home that was given same, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Like I saw a tweet yesterday where a guy in Dublin was on a date, first date, and he didn't want to kiss the guy because he was afraid he would get bottled. Mm. You know, so. It's not just we, here. We name, may not be as great as we think we are. Yeah, I, like, it's, yeah, it, it I, like, as I said, there's a third, no, a quarter of the countries that are in the World Cup, it's illegal to be gay in those countries. And I think a third of the countries around the world, it's illegal. So, yeah. so what you do know, do? it's, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. And I'm just glad things are better at home. Yeah. Where do you go from here? You were telling me this morning, before you came here, you were doing a sound check. Where's the gig tonight? Uh, tonight I'm playing the backyard. It's a big outdoor venue, and we're playing to the Wales fans and hoping to lift their spirits after yesterday and get them riled up for the English game. I know you don't write set lists, but what's the first song going to be when you step out on that stage? You know, I, I, I listen. Don't put me in the spot. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't. I'll probably start with an original just to, yeah, I'll start with an original normally just to or a, something they might know, but. Oh, a hundred percent. I'll be doing that tonight because most of them will be drunk anyway. I'd imagine the great, the Wales fans are great. They're great crack. You've had them here before. Yeah, um, I was at I was at the Wales game the other day. One of my mates here is Welsh. I have a Wales jersey, so I'm really shouting for them. The best of luck with the gig here this evening. Cheers. The best of luck with the music, and we'll do our best to push it to the, glo the global Irish audience. Cheers, my man. Thank you very much. Away, Martin. Martin That's Farrah. it. Thanks for Fair Thanks a million.
There you go. A little snippet of the music of the very talented Martin Farraher. And I think you'll agree that there was some fantastic insight uh, into the, the whole situation here in the Middle East and life for Irish people in the Middle East, uh, especially in a place like Qatar. So a fascinating guy extremely talented and he does some great visual work as well his uh, his videos are great so go and check him out uh, far away martin on spotify and on youtube that is all we have time for this week again if you can support the podcast patreon.com forward slash error man in stockholm i'm running off to another world cup game and i will be back to you again hopefully around the same time next week this is going to be a little bit late coming out but we'll be back to you again with another podcast so wherever you are in the world take care of yourselves take care of one another and i'll speak to you again very soon